friends, Laura Johnson here from Tickle.Life, and this is Back to Basics Sex Ed 101. This is the podcast where we break up myths and build up facts about sex. I am joined today by my incredible co-host, our in-house sex educator, Lulu Batista. How are you doing, Lulu? I'm great. How is everybody out there in listening land? <laughs> Hope everybody's <laughs> having a great week and excited about the topic. Love that. All right, so today's topic is consent. We're going to define it, discuss its importance, and we're going to also talk about how to clearly communicate with your partner. Please note that today's episode is going to make reference to sexual assault and sexual coercion. Uh, we reference a lot of information from rain.org, um, and so please visit their website um, for support, information, or advice regarding any issues related to sexual assault. So let's get into it. Okay, so what is consent? And I'm taking this definition from rain.org. Consent is an agreement between two participants to engage in sexual activity. Consent should be clearly and freely communicated. A verbal and affirmative expression of consent can help both you and your partner to understand and respect each other's boundaries. What do you think of that definition? I think that's very accurate. It's great for a baseline. It's just great for a starter. Obviously, in majority of situations, things need to be a little bit more consentful, if you were. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not sure if that's a real word, but it sounds good right now. Mm -hmm. um, and be clear. I think that's the most important thing, to be clear about what you're consenting to. And ask yeah. questions if you're not sure. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really important that this information is out there and is presented because I feel like consent is really not discussed enough, especially in early on sex education. So uh, yeah, I'm glad we're doing this episode. And I really like um, rain.org's definition, especially like the emphasis on clearly and freely communicated. Yes, because yeah. it's not a lot of things are not clear when it's being said. They're like, oh, I didn't know you meant that exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I meant that. <laughs> yeah. And then there are times where, you know, you might be, quote unquote, like communicating, but the freely part would, you know, kind of relate to sexual coercion. Like you're saying yes, but it's under some form of duress. Duress, exactly. Yeah. So who cannot consent to sexual activity? Someone who is underage, asleep or unconscious, under the influence of drugs or alcohol. There's some type of unequal power dynamics. And the examples they use are like boss, employee, or student teacher. So someone who's in a position of power kind of pressuring someone who's working beneath them into a sexual activity. That's not a activity where consent is being respected. Other people who can't consent would be someone who's being intimidated or threatened, someone who has a developmental disability, um, or someone who is considered to be a vulnerable adult. So these are all people who would not be able to consent mm. um, to forms of sexual activity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so another term that you might have heard a little bit about is called enthusiastic consent. So enthusiastic consent and this is again from rain.org, means looking for the presence of a yes rather than the absence of a no. So while positive body language, such as smiling or nodding, may indicate that your partner is enjoying the activities, they don't replace a verbal yes for consent. So what do you think about enthusiastic consent as kind of being the model that's presented as for consent? Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. mm, because 
<laughs> they could have been nodding and, and smiling and doing all that to what they may have assumed was something very basic, very uh, by the way. And the rest mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, you said yes to me tying you up for several hours. You're like, wait, I thought you <laughs> it was something else you were saying yeah but you already consented you gave me all this eye motion and mm-hmm. and did all this smiling and stuff so you said yes you didn't ask any follow questions what exactly am i saying yes to i'm saying yes yeah. to something but what exactly and we're actually going to get to to that in in just a little bit like exploring like what it when you are giving consent and what that what it means you're consenting to um and kind of related to that, like, I like the fact that they emphasize that body language is not, it can be like something that reinforces a yes, but it doesn't mm-hmm. replace a verbal yes. Uh, because yes, I know true. when I get uncomfortable in certain situations, I might like smile and nod, but I'm not, but that's just because I'm like people pleasing. It's not me really wanting to be a part of that conversation or activity. And so, yeah, I, I really like that they're emphasizing saying yes and being clear about that yes, as opposed to just relying on bodily cues. Mm. That's true. Because <laughs> that uh, could be very misleading, actually. <laughs> yeah, it can, it can definitely be confusing because some people aren't going to necessarily pick up on those bodily cues and other people might think that those bodily cues mean one thing when they really mean another to the person who's giving them so yeah it, but if you say if you're verbally saying yes um that leaves little room for miscommunication true all right so what are some examples of enthusiastic consent so one example that's discussed is asking is this okay when shifting to a new activity and actually so i think that's really interesting like you know before you shift from let's say kissing to more intimate touching be like is this okay was that okay and actually there was something kind of interesting that i saw on the instagram account consent wizard and i'll put their account in the show notes um by rachel flesher that suggests asking was that expected as this can provide you know some more specific information about how to better quote-unquote better manage uh, sorry, help you learn how to better manage expectations moving forward. Mm-hmm. And this post was actually more about like consent generally, not just in a sexual context. Right. But I think that idea could be kind of interesting to follow up with a partner after having sex as part of like aftercare. Like, was this experience what you expected? What can we, you know, do moving forward? Because <laughs> I think a lot more people should in, um, incorporate that um, into their everyday life into their sexual life because i think that they will learn a lot about themselves mm-hmm. and their partner yeah yeah so i'll link to that specific post in the show notes and we'd love for you to share your thoughts on it too and we can talk about it maybe in our in our next episode for sure so the next example that's given is being clear with your partner that they can stop at any time and i really liked this example because it's from the perspective of the person who kind of the person who's leading the experience or Mm -hmm. leading that Mm -hmm. part of the experience right so yeah i i like that it's you know on from that perspective like yeah you can stop at any time let me know if you are uncomfortable at any time and i think it puts the person who may feel a little bit more vulnerable in that situation at ease because they feel like they have more control over what's about to happen 
Right, or at least feel like they're being heard and their input is valid in the situation that's that's happening. Oh yeah, I really like I I liked how you phrase it. Their input is valid. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So another example uh, is giving positive feedback when you are comfortable with an activity. So, you know, like, I'm really enjoying what you're doing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, do more of that. Yeah. Like it. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) A plus. Um, (laughs) Okay. And then lastly, um, being explicit when you agree to an activity. So, you know, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, but saying, yes, I want to do this, you know, when your partner or partner suggests shifting to a new experience. Like, yes, I'm, I'm enjoying myself. Yes, I want to do this. Um, yes, please keep touching me. Or even, you know, again, we talk about like body language, all that, you know, let them know it's it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pu- you know, ro- move into it. You know what I mean? That's also, mm-hmm. and when you're pulling back and I think consent, I think a lot of people, when they think about consent, they don't think about the person on the receiving end but the other person also has to pay attention to what's you know being given off is the person kind of pulling away from you are they moving more in you know like all those kind of things so you can kind of check in i think with consent people don't also say make sure you check in make mm-hmm. sure you follow up i think for some when they hear consent it's like that first beginning okay i asked you in the start so you know <laughs> we should be good through the whole experience but that's not true because through the whole through some of the experience something may change you like oh you know what that's a little bit uncomfortable or mm-hmm. you ran out of lube and so now i feel a little bit dry or whatever it is so you constantly still have to check in both people so absolutely yeah, that's something absolutely. to add and that leads like right into our uh, next segment where we're talking about questions or misconceptions about consent so again as as we uh, as I mentioned in the intro, you know, we are kind of a, we, we read through rain.org and they gave some really great advice, so, but I just want to kind of give a little bit of a uh, disclaimer um, because consent also is linked to legal issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so we aren't lawyers, we're not doctors, and this is not intended to be legal advice. So if you are in a situation where you might need some type of legal advice or representation, definitely consult um, someone who's qualified like a lawyer. And we definitely encourage you to visit rain.org again, because they have um, a whole section on consent and legality that we just don't have time to go into that whole thing here. And if you experience sexual assault, you can definitely contact rain's national hotline, which is 800-656-HOPE, 800-656-HOPE. Four six seven three, and you get to speak with someone who is trained to help with these issues. Fantastic. Yeah. So let's get into our first question or misconception. And Lulu, you you, you just talked about it um, before. <laughs> Does consenting to one activity means you have to consent to all activities, or does giving consent to one activity like give a blanket consent to everything that might come? in the future and as no definitely not as lou just said no um consent is needed for each activity just because you kiss someone does not mean you're consenting to sex that might happen later in the evening and by sexual activities i'm including like anything from 
kissing to sexual touching to all forms of sex like oral vaginal anal sex etc um so just because you've said yes to one thing you're not saying yes to everything each step of the way needs to have a have verbal consent to yes yes because i think people you know people (laughs) they're like oh well you said yes to the you know to the date (laughs) Mm -hmm. so we thought you know it was all inclusive it's not all inclusive okay so we need to ask questions just because we had vaginal sex doesn't mean i consented anal Mm -hmm. just because we had um vaginal sex i mean i'm consenting to oral you know Mm -hmm. so we need to be very specific on what's happening here you know i consent to this but you didn't ask me about that so let's be very clear let's not have blur lines here and be direct about what's happening for mm-hmm. both parties or multiple parties however the thing goes you know but um let's be on uh the same page <laughs> yeah absolutely um and you know related to this if i have sex with someone once does that mean i consent to other sexual activities with them in the future and that's also no just like every sexual activity within kind of one experience needs consent to every sexual encounter is unique consent needs to be re-established each time you're with this this partner so this includes like when you're in a long-term relationship or if you're married or it can include like short-term partners like hookups or one night stands so Mm -hmm. anytime you are going to engage in sexual activity with someone consent needs to be established yeah yeah i believe that i mean you know again for me personally i've been with my partner for over 20 years and still hey are you are you down for this today you know what i mean still give the person the respect that you're still like, I'm just doing it because you know it's going to happen. No, I don't know it's going to happen because guess what? I not, might not be in the mood to consent to that today. So mm-hmm. <laughs> make sure you ask me first. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I think it's important that we bring up like the long-term relationship or marriage aspect of that because um, there have been issues where things like marital rape has not mm-hmm. been um respected in the courts because oh if you're married that means your partner can do whatever they want and that's not the case and that's not absolutely not the case because i didn't hear that nobody's vows (laughs) (laughs) definitely so are bodily cues a replacement for verbal consent no no because again you may be flirting or consenting to something and then we get there and you decide you want to tie me up off with a rafter or something i'm like wait um he said yes to come over yeah i didn't say yes to all that though so we still need to have some clarity we still need to know what we're consenting to absolutely yeah and even other like physiological responses like lubrication having an erection being aroused or even orgasm uh, these are all kind of natural physiological responses to prepare the body for sexual activity but they are not a replacement for sex they're not controllable um, so sure. just because someone is erect or lubricated or wet um, doesn't mean they want to be engaging in that activity that's causing that physiological response. That is such a great point. <laughs> I am so happy that you said that. That is a spot on point. It's spot on. That's spot on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really uh, is. Because, you know, people are like, oh, well, they were, listen, the body responds, you know, we can't help that. We could be very, you know, just aroused people. It doesn't mean that, you know, we wanted to do all this, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like that has been used as um, a quote unquote defate, the defense against um, things like sexual assault or rape 
mm-hmm. um, you know, the the person was wet or they were erect. And so obviously that means they wanted to be doing it. And that's just simply not true. Like exactly. when, when the body thinks sex is going to happen, regardless of what your thoughts are about it, it's preparing itself to prevent damage to the body. Um, so like lubrication, you know, happens because it's, uh, it does, you know, the body doesn't want damage to vaginal tissue. Um, right. You know, so like that is not controllable and it doesn't mean that the person was interested or was consenting to the activities. Yeah. Absolutely. 1000% I agree with that for sure. Yeah. And Lulu, you touched upon this last point. Um, <clears throat> can I revoke consent during a sexual encounter? Yes. Yes. <laughs> another yeah, uh, thousand percent yes no matter mm-hmm. what kind of relationship you're in long term short it doesn't matter if it was yes two hours ago and then two hours later it's no it's no mm-hmm. when when that no is given that's it mm-hmm. the gates are up everything stops we have to listen to that we have yeah. to obey that that's that's no good a hundred percent it's completely acceptable to ask a partner to stop or slow down for any reason, just because you were comfortable at the beginning of the experience does not mean you will be comfortable for the entirety of that experience. You do not have to continue being physical with someone if you do not want to. And uh, to quote an article from Peter by Tickle.life, which I'll link to in our show notes, which was all about consent, changing your mind is part of consent. Having the ability to stop is part of consent. So mm-hmm. yeah, we really, really want to emphasize that. So if you are in an experience where your partner revokes their consent to engage in a sexual activity, then you need to respect that. Don't pressure your partner to continue past the boundaries that they are setting. Yes. Respect the boundaries. Respect that consent boundary. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Very good. Yeah. So check in with someone before the encounter check in throughout the encounter just so that you everyone is on the same page before and going into that experience right very important (laughs) and it builds a stronger connection with whoever you're with you know they know that they can put trust in you and you're just going to do what you want to do that they're valued yes everyone wants to be valued yeah yeah i mean part of part of having sex is is trusting your partner so that's incredibly important um, to establish. So actually there was one more, there was one more myth that I'd like to go over. Isn't asking permission for all sexual activities just like not sexy? Doesn't it interrupt the flow? What do you think? No. Mm-hmm. You can act in a very sexy way. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Consent is always sexy. <laughs> So like I said before, check in with your partner before and during the encounter, um, and that can keep the flow and establish boundaries. So Lulu, do you have any suggestions for how to make a conversation about consent sexy? I feel like watch a movie maybe with some with a partner, maybe you're something that you're interested in that you want to see if they're down to try and get their consent in that way. Hey, what mm-hmm. do you think about that? you think maybe we can encounter that sometime how do you feel about that you know be honest about what it is that you're looking to achieve mm-hmm. and be open to the fact that they may or may not say yes yeah and yeah don't make the person feel wrong for the choice mm-hmm. yeah don't 
shame someone for not wanting yes. to necessarily engage in that activity. I think that's super important. So I think that's a really great way to establish like the conversation before you're um, about or before having sex with a partner. What about in the moment though? Like how, what is a sexy way to be like, is that okay? Let's just say you and your partner have never done doggy style. Let's say you'd be like, Oh, how do you feel about turning over? You know, let's mm-hmm. try this over here and, you know, kind of whisper it to them, maybe nudge them around, you know, kind of play around with it and see if they'll, you know, get the, you know, the idea They're like, Oh yeah. Okay, cool. Like, is this okay? Can we, can we proceed? You know, it doesn't take that long to, yeah. to do that. Yeah. Like, how would you like it if I touched you there? Or right, we, don't have to, we don't have to stop the whole thing and be like, hey, so if I do this next, no, 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 you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, somebody may be doing something to you, for example, in an oral capacity, and maybe it's too intense and you just simply tap them on the shoulder or on the head and say, hey, 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 back up a little bit. You know what I mean? There you are. You, you've done that. Or the person wants to do it on you and they kind of move down and you kind of look at them or say, you know, give that kind of gesture, like I'm going down this direction, it's okay. Mm -hmm. And, and you you know, you still check in. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely check in. And then, you know, maybe part of that before conversation could be like, hey, if I tap you on the shoulder, that means I want you to continue doing something. Or if I tap you twice, I'm telling you to stop, you know, just to, again, like setting those boundaries having a language between you and your partner or partners Mm -hmm. um, is really helpful in creating a consent friendly interaction. And I think it, it builds, it builds something amazing because then you feel like you definitely can speak to your partner partners and they could be open or at least be open to hear what you have to say without Mm -hmm. you feeling mm, apprehensive and not sure of, you know what I mean? So you just never know, but you definitely have to acknowledge that this is a person, I'm a person, the same way I would like to be considered, I need to consider my partner or partners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Got to give to receive. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So Lulu, do you have any final thoughts before we wrap up? Consent can be amazingly fun. Mm-hmm. It's very important, no matter what the duration of your relationship is with a person, Consent is always important. Never feel like because you're with someone for this amount of time that consent is unnecessary. It -hmm. is not. I'm here to tell you after 20 years, we still have a lot of things that we consent to. You go with this today? No, yes. And so you move on, but do it. It's important for you and for the person. Yeah, absolutely. I would 100% agree with that. All right. So that's all for this episode of Back to Basics. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Please hit that follow or subscribe button to get notified when new episodes go live. Yeah, we are on all the platforms. Apple, Spotify, Google, YouTube. Watch our YouTube videos. Exactly. Um, Subscribe. Build up our subscribe. Yes. And share. Sharing is caring and sharing is free. Tell all your friends. Exactly. All right. If you like what you hear, please consider giving us a review wherever you're listening to podcasts because it helps other folks find us. It helps us, you know, whatever the algorithm is or the rankings, it helps people, you know, get to know who we are. Exactly. And we want to get to know you guys. So share it out with people. 
You don't know yeah. whose information could really help. Mm -hmm. And if related to that, if there's a question that you'd like us to answer, please send an email to podcast with a T at tickle.life. That's podcast singular at tickle.life. We want to hear from you. You know, we want to answer your sex questions. So don't be shy. Send us an email. We won't read your name out loud. We won't know or personally identifying information about you. So just, you know, shoot <laughs> us an email. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's all, everyone. Bye. Thanks. See you next time. See you next week.